There we go. Okay, now I'm recording. Three, two, one. Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I, <laughs> hang on, I gotta, I gotta do it again. <laughs> I completely say that. Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. And we are both in Los Angeles. Okay. But far away because it's still Corona. Oh God. The Corona is running rampant. We are still quarantined. We are still socially distancing. We are still Mm -hmm. uh, keeping a safe distance from others and being respectful and doing our our best to be good people and staying Mm -hmm. positive in these very trying times. Um, In the same vein of our uh, Osmosis Jones episode, we have another live action animation uh, team up, but... I that think has Bill far and away that, do- Oh my God, that does have Bill Murray in it. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. This movie is built for success way more than Osmosis Jones in that it has Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny, like the nineties bulls and the fucking, uh, uh, Looney Tunes are about as American and beloved as it gets. Am I right? That's true. And what's also interesting so, do you mind if I go into a bit of the backstory of this crazy film? No, please do. You're our anima- you're our animation uh, guru. Okay. So, the director of this movie, I apologize if I mispronounce his name, is Joe Pitka. And Pitka, years before, three years before, had direct had directed a commercial called Hair Jordan, which showed Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan teaming up on the court. So that's what kind of planted the seed of this film. And then later they were like, what if that, but we made it like a feature length film, but they didn't bring on the director of the original commercial until like a month before the production. So that's not in and of itself. And also you say that it was built for success, but actually a lot of people, they couldn't get a lot of celebrities to agree to be in this movie because they thought that being in a movie with Michael Jordan, who is an athlete, not a proven actor, and Bugs Bunny, a cartoon character, was beneath them. So what they ended up getting, like, again, Bill Murray is in this movie, and he basically agreed to be in the movie if he could say whatever he wanted. And it really shows, and it's it's a lot of fun. And, you know, for the sidekick character, Stan, they wanted to get, uh, gosh, um, Marty McFly. Do you, do you remember his name? Michael J. Fox? Yes, Michael J. Fox. They wanted to get Michael J. Fox to be that character. But instead they got Newman from Seinfeld. Still pretty good. I mean, yeah. still cracked my shit up. Oh, uh, no, I think he's great he owned, in the movie. Owned that role. And this movie, uh, much like Osmosis Jones, is uh, scarily relevant today because um, you've seen the memes being shared around like the last time the NBA has been shut down for mm-hmm. for some crazy virus uh, with Space Jam, and here we are in this world where sports are sort of um, no more or on hiatus. Uh, everything is kind of shut down to the likes of which we've never seen, and it's sort of uh, haunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aspect before they finally shut everything down, like the aspect with their the notion of even playing in front of empty stadiums and the way they were going to do the NCAA tournament and the way they were going to continue in the NBA until Rudy Gobert and people on the jazz uh, came up as testing positive And then other people from uh, several other NBA teams. I mean, Marcus Smart, Kevin Durant, all these different players have uh, contracted coronavirus. 
uh, Sean Payton, the head coach of the, uh, of the New Orleans Saints, and the NFL has contracted coronavirus. It's it's all over the place. Um, but the, even the notion before all that uh, of them playing in front of empty stadiums was like haunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that everything is really closed down, like ESPN uh, and like other sports n- news networks, which have usually been uh, a nice like haven for me to like kind of just throw on as background is just like pretty scary. And like while they're trying to like keep it positive, it's just like there's not much to report on. Thank God for the NFL free agency. Um, like, and like news about Tom Brady and interesting things, uh, uh, giving them content to, to go with, because other than that, there's not highlights. They're doing really nice stuff with doing like highlights of, uh, teams that are, uh, like teenagers send in and different stuff and kids who got like robbed of senior seasons and kids who got like, you know, their seasons cut short and their final times playing sports. Um, and they've been doing nice kind of uniting the country in the sports world, Mm -hmm. but Amid an NBA shutdown, an unprecedented one, I thought Space Jam was a good place to turn. Um, Katie, can you can you tell me any reviews? What were critics saying about Space Jam uh, back when it was released in 1996? Well, funny you should say, I have one right here from November 22nd, <laughs> 1996, from uh, Lisa Schwartzbaum of the of uh, Entertainment Weekly, and here is the original review. Bugs Bunny, an animated car- cartoon character, shares an above-the-title billing with Michael Jordan, a basketball player, in Space Jam. And why not? Snoopy promotes life insurance, the Pink Panther sells wall insulation, Bart Simpson hawks candy bars, and three nights after he lo- lost the election, the Republican candidate for President of the United States got top billing from David Letterman as a comedy act. Politics is entertainment, athletes are movie stars, everyone is selling something. But does that mean we have to buy? In Space Jam, an 87-minute novelty act that grew out of a TV commercial for sneakers, Jordan plays his giant persona, a high-Q-rated hoop superstar who is kidnapped from under the nose of his yapping, flapping publicist, heartily played by Seinfeld's Wayne Knight, by Looney Tunes cartoon characters, and dragooned into service on their basketball team. The Toons, see, are facing a crucial game against the Monstars, a team from Moron Mountain, somewhere in a cartoon galaxy far, far away. And the Stars' grovelly pipsqueak subjects have bulked up by stealing the talent of Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, and Sean Bradley. So it's up to Jordan, bolstered by Team Captain Bugs Bunny, to whip up the unpromising technicolored menagerie into shape. Which of you maroons has ever played basketball before, Bugs asked Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd, Porky Pig, Tweety et al., to which the WB guys in the accounting office are probably amending, which of you maroons has ever bought the soundtrack and ancillary stuff to make this 90 million product payoff? That's us, the maroons, enchanted by the brilliant special effects of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, spoiled by the genius of The Simpsons, nostalgic for old-fashioned wise-guidance of Bugs Bunny, we turn to Space Jam and get hustled. By faux subversiveness, Daffy kisses a WB logo on his own behind, ho-ho. By de rigueur, <laughs> pop culture references, the tunes work out to Richard Simmons' exercise tapes. Even by the pleasant basketball stars themselves, who, thanks to effective dramatic coaching and the selling of soft drinks, have become perfect humanoid action figures. This mediocrity disguised as entertainment, this greed promoted as synergy, this, to paraphrase that seminal media study broadcast news, is what the devil looks like. It's Tasmanian, and it's coming to a multiplex near you. D+. 
Damn, that last sentence was flame. Katie, you have grown into this into this new segment so <laughs> uh uh like wonderfully. Oh, like thank you. the sneer the sneer of which you read that scathing review. Um <laughs> Oh my god. That was fantastic. I here's my review. I think it's funny. <laughs> um <laughs> I do But too. I also have one from the I <laughs> Go <do> ahead. <laughs> I also have one from the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, cool. Uh from November 15th, 1996, uh, Warner Brothers teamed with Michael Jordan to launch Space Jam in theaters, eventually grossing more than $230 million worldwide. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter's original review is below. Michael Jordan proves here that Dennis Rodman is not the only Looney Tune he can play with. Taking the cinematic court with Warner Brothers' vaunted lineup of Looney Tunes characters, including Bugs, Daffy, Elmer, etc., Jordan and his new cartoon teammates scores some fast-breaking laughs in this animation live-action teaming. Kids who want to be just like Mike, as well as we bigger kids who get transported back to happy days via Bugs and the other Looney Tuners, will get off on this cagey winner. Gross. Expect a high-scoring box office for Warner Brothers. A hybrid and optical style animation with live-action Space Jam is just a creative amalgam, owing its inspiration to Nike ads and Jordan's ascendant popularity as a superstar pitchman, and following through with the traditional film scenario sitting around a shootout with bad invaders. With Jordan on the team, the shootout is held, not surprisingly, on the basketball court, where the Looney Tunes must defeat a force of nasty aliens to avoid serving as perpetual theme park attractions at Moron Mountain. A team of screenwriters... Leo ben, Benvenuti, Steve Rudnick, Timothy Harris, Herschel Weingrud, has drawn up a simple cinematic play of X's and O's, all allowing... This is fucking long. Um, you get it. This guy likes it. Yeah. <laughs> if Space Jam scores heavily, don't be surprised if the next big screen Jordan effort is a single product, 88-minute commercial posting low as a feature film. Uh, so maybe they... Uh, uh, I don't know. What does that sound like to you? Seems like they kind of like it. I just can't read that whole thing. <laughs> Fuck that. And it was also similar cool. to yeah. yours. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, whatever. I, here's the thing. I know that this. It just kind of. It just kind of shows the difference in in eras because a movie like this today, I feel like, w- like would crush two hundred seventy million. It would go. It would go for way more. Or. Am I being crazy? And is this like strictly a product of its time? Because it's the most '90s thing I've ever seen when I watch it. I was okay, so I was thinking about this earlier today, and I think that the closest equivalent to Space Jam that's happened in like the last couple of years is the Lego Movie, because it it like the Lego Movie is definitely meant to sell things and promote things. In the case of Space Jam, the thing that's being promoted is Michael Jordan. In the Lego Movie, <laughs> obviously, Legos are being promoted. But there are two things that, like, are kind of cynical in their goal, of their in their capitalist goals. And yet, both are extremely enjoyable. And I think the Lego movie does really well because it has a clever script that puts tropes on his head. And uh, Space Jam works because it's so many things at once. It's, it's a sports movie. It's, it's Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's, like... Looney Tunes, it's aliens, it's making fun of theme parks for some reason, and then you just have Bill Murray in there, and it, it's just, um, like, it should not work. It should not work, because there's so much going on, and there's baseball, like, there's so many different things, and yet, the magic of Space Jam is that it does. 
that somehow you just go with the internal logic of Space Jam. Like, who the hell is Le- uh, who the hell is Lola Bunny? Who cares? She's she's a dude now, and she's apparently really really good at basketball. And she's been a part of the Looney Tunes canon ever since, which is part of the power of this film. And, uh, yeah, like, we just, just, yeah, sure, there's a amusement park in the sky, also the aliens are cartoons. Why not? It's Space Jam. Don't think about it too hard. It's fun. And it's not called, and I feel like today it would be called something, it would be called Looney Tunes or Bugs Bunny or Michael Jordan and, like, it would be something presents Space Jam. Just, that's just a title. It isn't called, like, there's nothing, like, in that title, like, that would give it away. It's fucking amazing. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, the th- Lola has, like, that's the thing is they were relaunching the Looney Tunes brand for us. And, like, Lola's existed in my canon my entire life because of, like, Space Jam. I was, like, four when this came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when the show was in theater. My brother went to see this. I went to see Jingle All the Way. Who made the better call? Mm-hmm. Um, you tell me. <laughs> uh, but... Do you think they're taking shots at amusement parks because WB is like, fuck you, Universal and Disney? Maybe. That could very well be it. I, I, I did get the feeling me. that there was there was an undercurrent, especially the, uh, the Danny DeVito character, Swackhammer, who kind of ignites this whole story, is, you know, your typical sleazy, cigar-chomping executive. And mm, I, I suspect yeah. he may be fashioned after a real person. Yeah, who's the real person? I'm sorry? <laughs> I said, do you mean like a specific person or you think that they are just like, like oh, no, not no, a person I, we'd know? No, no. I feel like it, it could be a person that they know. It's, it's, if not, it's an archetype. But, but I, I do have the suspicion that it might be somebody that they're not on great terms with. Similar to like with Shrek, with Lord Farquaad. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got mm-hmm. you. Yeah, good call. I mean, Danny DeVito plays the shit out of that role. He's mm-hmm. scary. He used He's to scare me like guy. the slimy, his slimy green spit off his cigar, like always. <laughs> it's fucking gross, man. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about? So speaking about like introductions to the the Looney Tunes canon and stuff, uh, Lola's great. I adore her. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you the way you put it is like, yeah, she's just a sexy bunny, right? So I think Lola is depressingly nineties. I think that in the nineties. There was a, people's hearts were in the right place when it came to inclusion of female characters. I don't think anyone consulted any women about how to write these characters just yet. So I think that the idea with Lola is, sure, women will love her because she is, you know, a gal. And she's good at, she's the only one that actually knows how to play basketball, apparently. So, you know, she's hyper-competent in this world of, like, drooling dudes. But she's ridiculously hypersexualized and she does like they do that thing where bug saves her and then she's immediately into him so that's not great yeah not but great not great i even even so i do think that lola is a fun addition and she did later appear in a incarnation of the looney tune show and they completely like she's completely different there like she's uh crazy obsessive and voiced by Kristen wig of all people and oh, th- they give yeah. her more to do, which I think is really fun. And I think that, you know, you got to start somewhere. Harley Quinn started in Batman the Animated Series. Lola starts here. And now we can have multiple interpretations. So even though oh, I yeah. don't think that her introduction is necessarily the best, I think that it was with good intentions. 
And now she's part of the canon, and I think that that's great. Uh, upon upon hearing what you said, I I agree with you now, and this is problematic, Lola. And I want to. Well, I I like the Kristen Wiig one. <laughs> um, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, uh, other introduction uh, to new characters: the the aliens themselves, the guys that are coming and stealing the talent of uh, the NBA players, and like, you know, becoming giant versions of themselves. I think they're funny. I think they're cute. Uh, and like at the end, they're like, we, we, we want to join the Looney Tunes. <laughs> Would you have been okay with them becoming like part of the Looney Tunes canon? It, it doesn't make you sad that we never really see much of these guys again after this. It may, I'll be honest, it bums me out. I think so because the Looney Tunes is such a rich franchise, I think there's still room for it. I just, <coughs> yeah, I think that like we will get like. And also, there's going to be a Space Jam, too. So we're going to see them again. And they're definitely, like, because there's a Space Jam, too, there must be a want to see them. And then I think maybe the sequel of Space Jam might ignite more interest in them. And they may get, like, I don't know, a spinoff with Marvin the Martian or something. Which, by the way, one of, my favorite, one of my favorite things about this movie is that Marvin the Martian is the referee because he is both alien and Looney Tune. And he fucking calls him. He calls Jordan's like your airness. Yeah, and I'm like, so Fuck, good. That kills me. Oh, um, I love Marvin. Oh, oh, yeah. And here I am, like, being like, this would this work today? And like, I'm like, fuck, I completely forgot they are doing Space Jam too. And it's LeBron, like, obviously, like, to make the. the there's never been two, two, uh, maybe even two athletes, but two basketball players compared more than MJ and LeBron. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have him even like add to that list by coming in. And uh, you know, taking up the mantle, I- I'm I'm going. Shit, if movie theaters are back and open, I'm going. If they're not, I'll pay twenty bucks in my house. Um, did you see LeBron in Trainwreck? Ah, uh, yeah, I did. He was pretty good in Trainwreck. Yeah, he was pretty funny, and like I think part of the motivation of him coming to the L.A. Lakers uh, and like when he when he like made the choice to leave Cleveland has to be like you know the option. I don't think he's retiring anytime soon, but being in L.A. full time. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got to be uh, much easier to to go shoot something like Space Jam too. Um, mm-hmm. How exciting! God, that completely slipped my mind. Um, so yeah, like we may have because I was just thinking I was like, fuck, I really like like those aliens. And you're right, they totally could come back because yeah, it's a sequel. Absolutely. It's not a reboot, right? It's a sequel, not a reboot. It's called Space mm-hmm. Jam too, as far as I'm as far as I know. That's my um, understanding is uh, that it's a sequel. Um, I also think that the NBA players in this movie. I mean, Jordan. Jordan's Jordan. I mean, he crushes. Yeah. He's so charming. Uh, he he carries the whole flick. And have to say, it's not. It can't be easy for any performer to act against a green screen for like uh, like almost the entire movie. Um, and Jordan, who's like you know, I mean, we can call him an actor because he just was the lead of a feature in this. But like as a not known to be an actor, comes in and really like crushes it. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. That's nothing to be. That's nothing to sniff at. Um, and the other NBA players, I think, are pretty damn funny. I think Charles Barkley's hilarious uh, in this flick. I think him praying uh, in the in the church is one of my favorite parts of the flick. Like, well, him and the basketball Jones scene where they call him a wannabe and tell him to be gone. Um, mm-hmm. But like him, like praying to God and being like, "I'll never date Madonna again." Like, just yeah. so he gets his talent <laughs> back. 
I thought yeah. like the scene of them walk walking through the hospital and like the th- like Patrick Ewing and the tall people knocking their head and Bugsy mm-hmm. still walking or Muggsy still walking because he's fucking like five three. Um, mm-hmm. All those guys crush, um, but there's a reason that it's Mike in the lead because like they're none of them are as natural as MJ, um, mm-hmm. and that's why he's the greatest. His airness, you know. Yeah, um, he truly is. It's a delight. Uh, what? What makes a movie like this make 270 worldwide? And what makes a thing like Space Jam 2 have a, have our appetite wet? Uh, and, like, you know, I would say, preemptively speaking, I think that movie will make more dough than the first one, uh, just based on, like, inflation and everything else and the way movies sell. Um, but why does a movie like Looney Tunes Back in Action with Brendan Fraser not, uh, not, break, not, not break the break the bank or whatever, not become a blockbuster because that flopped and that really kind of like set the Looney Tunes back a ways. So I'm not the best person to ask that question because I've never actually seen Looney Tunes back in action. But from what I recall from just hearsay was that it just wasn't a very good film. And I I do think that the, that the magic of Space Jam is again, that it's three different premises somehow smashed together somehow magically works and i think that if you don't do that that it might fall apart like just doing looney tunes in live action and not like aliens basketball like all sorts of other crazy nonsense like i think that you need a whole bunch of things you need it to be as loony as the looney tunes (laughs) but dude also here's something that's crossing my mind Mm-hmm. Is it fair to call this movie a Michael Jordan biopic? Kind of. So the the I think that one of the things that this movie suffers from is that it there there he wanted to do something something based on his actual life, like his family, like not his real family, but like actors playing his family are in it. And there's that scene at sure. the beginning with his dad. And it he starts with him as dad. a child, mm-hmm. and like prophesizing his future. And because it's supposed to explain why he goes to play basketball because, or excuse me, why he goes to play baseball um, because his father passes away and he's like, now's my time to, to go do that. And um, so I think it was meant to justify that. But I also think that there, there could have been a whole arc with it, like him coming to terms with like letting baseball go and coming back to basketball. And that kind of went out the window. I think that might've been in earlier drafts of the script. And they just kept the beginning as, like, to kind of explain Michael Jordan in case you didn't know. Which is helpful I, now. I like it. Yeah, I, I like, I like it, it too. I, I liked it then. I thought it played really well. I remember, I, I like, so vividly remember that scene and, like, the tr- the, the transition mm-hmm. from him, like, jumping to, like, to, like, try and dunk as a kid into him fucking the slam dunk highlight montage of Jordan could, oh yeah like, play that shit play that shit at my funeral don't put up any pictures of me like fucking i want to i want to be like everybody get up it's time to slam down you know the, you know the song but yeah regardless, absolutely uh, <laughs> uh that I, shit I think is like, it's great I, it sets him up wonderfully i like that more than like a change of heart like like don't I don't know. I don't know how that would play to me. 
Like mm-hmm. if like Jordan like has like I, I like the explanation. It's also cool because it takes place like real life. Like this dude did win three rings. He retired, mm-hmm. and like you're telling like the coolest thing ever to make like that like that decision better. He's like, yeah, but it's all right because I was I was fighting fucking aliens <laughs> with mm-hmm. the Looney Tunes, and now I'm gonna come back and win three more rings with the Bulls. Like and at the time we didn't know that, which makes mm-hmm. this movie even doper when he comes back to the Bulls at the end of it. But he did. He went and won three straight again. Two three peats. It's like the the legend continues. Um Fuck, I hope Jordan cameos in Space Jam too. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. It would be ridiculous if he didn't, right? Like, like if he was the coach. It would be ri- not even the coach. Like it, they they could like I mean, fuck, that would be cool. Like I mean, sure, if we're in Candyland and we get whatever we want, like <laughs> I'm like about to weep. That would be amazing. But mm-hmm. If, like, even if Jordan, like, even if, like, LeBron gets, like, taken to Toontown, it's a similar premise, because it should be. I would like that. Um, bring all of our heavy hitters back. Bring DeVito back. Bring the other aliens back. But if not, like, it would be nice to see, like, Barkley and, like, all those, like, other characters and, like, uh, have them maybe say something. But even if it's just a one-liner of Jordan being, like, yeah, I did that before or, like, something like that. Just an acknowledgement. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like... Some, or, like, LeBron making a phone call, like, for advice or whatever. And that would be um, that'd be huge for, like, audiences and fans alike, too. Because, like, seeing, like, MJ, like, seeing, like, LeBron call MJ for, like, advice. Like, that would be just, like, a funny-ass thing regardless. And for it to not be about, like, basketball or anything like that. It would be about, like, how to, how to work with the Looney Tunes or how to beat these aliens from Moron mm-hmm. Mountain or whatever. That would be iconic i would love that shit that would like that would be an awe moment of cinema that would be like fucking disney pixar levels of nostalgia fucking shot to the heart in my opinion Mm -hmm. for sure and if there was ever a time to bank on nostalgia it's it's now i mean do it everybody's Mm -hmm. doing it uh jay and silent bob reboot on amazon prime you should go watch it plug plug Mm -hmm. uh fucking uh avengers built like cashed in on all their nostalgia this past like couple years um i feel like every franchise like even like series coming back to streaming like places as reboots um i want space jam 2 now more than ever and i forgot it existed until you you mentioned it in the middle of this episode well yay well i'm glad that you suggested watching this i had a lot of fun it's been forever since i've seen it and i was delighted to return to it and like why do you think do you agree with the scathing review? Like, why do you think it's, like, so poorly reviewed? Like, why is it, like, a 40-something or 30-something on Rotten Tomatoes? Like, why do you think that it's, it's like, a shitty movie overall and we just like it for the nostalgia factor and we love the 90s? I, honestly, I think that either you're with Space Jam or you're against Space Jam. Like, you have to, you have to groove with the internal logic of the movie to accept all the things that happens because again if you think about it too hard if you pull at the strings the whole sweater falls apart like oh like it like again lola bunny if you don't think about the time that this was created like that could really bum you out like where did she come from like how did she hear about the bas? how did she hear about this basketball game like there's there's really she just kind of shows up so if, if you nitpick like that and that kind of thing makes you upset then you're gonna have a bad time and I think that there was also some cynicism about the commercialism of the movie. But because it's so creative and how batshit it is, I can't help but embrace it. 
because they did something so unique and so crazy and somehow it lands years later for me. I don't think that that's just nostalgia. I think that that's good writing, honestly. Like, I think that they figured so out too. how far to go, like, how much needed to be explained and how much didn't. And they kind of came to the conclusion that most things in this movie don't need to be explained and that's okay. It's short. It's heart. It's got a lot of heart. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's sweet. It's cute. Like, I could throw it on any day. I mean, shit, we had the, we popped on the Blu-ray back when we were allowed to hang out with each other. Um, mm-hmm. Even though it's on Netflix now, too. So even, like, what are you doing right now if you're not throwing on uh, Space Jam? It's a perfect movie to vibe with, um, especially now that the NBA uh, is canceled and we're sort of sheltering in place. I think it's a good dose of sports and uh, a family pleaser as well. So you guys should, you guys should pop that shit in. And yeah. It's for the whole family the audience. Yeah. Also bring it to the family. One thing I want to say about space jam. One final thing I want to say about space jam is that Please. the movie implies that there is a Looney tunes world at the core of the earth that just oh, under yeah. a golf course, there's just Looney Tuneville, which is all in cartoon and that the reruns that you see of Looney Tunes are the characters doing their old bits, which I think is brilliant and weird, and I love it. Oh my god, I didn't even like, I, I wasn't even thinking, that's like awesome and hilarious and terrifying. Like, I love yeah. how meta it is. And yeah, like, it's-, it's really, really, really pleasant, because like, mm-hmm. the kids watching that cartoon, they're like, where'd they go? And then it's just an empty screen, I'm like... Fuck, I really did think that's how TV and shit worked when I was, like, a kid. Like, mm-hmm. you thought that was all, like, live and shit. Um, God, that's really smart. I think I prefer the Rogers, the Roger, Who Framed Roger Rabbit canon of, uh, like, there being, like, the Toon world and the, the, the real world. And, like, you know, they break through, like, that brick wall or whatever. I like mm-hmm. that more. Um, but still, yeah, like, eerie. And that's, like, shit. The Looney Tunes were social distancing, like way, way before. Before, way it, was before cool. it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good call, Katie. You're the guy. <laughs> you're the, the guy. You're, you're the beating heart and the backbone of this of this entire show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Luke. I had so much fun talking about this with you. Yeah, it's because it's because the movie is a, you know it's a delight. Maybe I'm gonna watch it right now. I have no idea. Like, now I'm going to start, like, feverishly Googling, like, more information about Space Jam 2, see what's going on, who's writing it, um, what's where is it at production-wise, can I PA on the set, like, mm-hmm. everything. So, fucking A. With all that being said, mm-hmm. I'm Luke Taylor. I'm Katie Gritzing. Have a good one, folks. <laughs>